world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. We'll be in the command of Red Bull Racing Esports and the Englishman, the iRacing World Champion for 2020 of road racing, Sebastian Jobe moves immediately then to the right-hand side of the racetrack. The flag is out. We are racing, and they are four wide as they come down into the centre S for the first time, of course. That first question is, are they all going to make it through? And actually, we're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're not worthy! We're stuck! We're stuck! And you're hearing audio from this morning's BMW Sim Cup 120 on Into the Apex. It's a special edition. We've got uh, Bruce Perry, Rob Gregar, Jason Bivens, and Patrick Stein here in kind of a roundtable as we've finished up this week's BMW Sim Cup 120 and kind of had a surprise as we uh, competed in the race. Uh, we all woke up, some of us earlier than others, on Sunday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time for some of us. I think, Jason, you were up at what time was it over there? You're in uh, near Los Angeles. Yeah, so we were up a little bit before five. And, uh, Jeez. Yeah. Same with Doug in uh, Western Canada. So he was up probably at 4.30. Yeah, Doug Buchanan uh, up in Vancouver. Uh, we've got our two Canadian drivers with us uh, on the team and uh, up early and we we weren't really we were kind of expecting just an easy sunday drive the bmw sim cup uh, 120 at interlagos it's a two-hour race those events every couple of months and the last couple we did we did spa and then we did road atlanta and they were really kind of easy drives you do an hour stint and on a two-man team and uh, we did about a week's practice a couple nights and just were expecting kind of a laid-back quick race and we get on board and get in the open testing and we see some big names and some big teams like Red Bull Racing Esports, Williams Esports, all the various team red lines and their colors. And uh, it's kind of interesting to see some of the big drivers in the open practice, but everybody's kind of stuck in there together. Uh, but then we move to the uh, main split and advance to our race session. And we find that we are in with our three entries in the top split because there's only one split it appeared. So we were kind of tossed into this uh, really exciting, but also terrifying situation. I know Patrick, uh, we were talking as we were kind of building it up while you were, st while we were starting and practicing. I think we were all getting freaking ourselves out here because a lot of us haven't been racing too long. I was, I was so scared. <laughs> I, I mean, I've only been, <clears throat> I've only been on iRacing since March or April. So, and, I initially came into this only as an oval racer. So, you know, I don't have that much road experience. It's kind of one of those things. It's like the bug got me and I have the itch. I always have to go for the itch. But not going through that, that scared living daylights <laughs> out of me. Yeah, you started with us on the team as a uh, in the oval development series at Cyber Thunder League and have joined us in just about every uh, road race, I think, since you kind of got the the bug for it. And uh, this this challenge this morning, I think it kind of it was exciting for us all, but it set us all, uh, kind of gave us an idea of where, where we need to get faster. And, and when you feel fast in some of the lower splits and kind of see how fast people are consistently in that top split, I've never 
uh, and sim racing or i racing over the years off and on i've never been in a situation like that uh, where i'm just i think 35th place jason is where we was like our high point we could not no matter how hard we tried we could not get uh, above that we were just everybody was so fast yeah it was it was eye-opening for sure those uh same class cars felt like upper class cars but they weren't <laughs> yeah they were driving the same vehicle and then uh, yeah it was eye-opening it was all bmws but it felt like we were driving gt3s and they were driving lmps is really what it felt like they all definitely ran really high down force though like they were yeah. just motoring through the corners like i i felt quick through the middle sector to be honest with you but it just they were just that much quicker through them and i just couldn't exit the same way they could and the straights weren't enough to make up the time yeah out of our whole team rob you were the one of the faster of our group of guys during all the testing uh, you really were feeling this track i really was and i think it's just this wheel i'm starting to really get in touch with like i can't remember the full time i just like last time i just full spun out like i can catch almost every spin and turn it into like you know catch myself halfway through it now it's like the amount of telemetry that i feel is coming back through this wheel i think i'm just starting to kind of feel it more now just get a better feel for th the drive in general yeah i can just push it a little more i find so hopefully my new pedals come it'll help me get a little more consistent yeah everybody says the the pedals are the biggest thing it seems like well, you've seen mine. They could, I could put a Fisher Price logo and you would believe it. <laughs> what you need to do is put a, a BMW sticker over your Ferrari uh, logo on that steering wheel because that's blasphemy. <laughs> that's true. I'll just have to get another wheel. Yeah. Uh, get a, a uh, what's his name? Um, the, the garage uh, rig guy on YouTube with his uh, garage wall full of different wheels hung up. So. Uh, so Rob and Patrick, you guys co-drove. Jason and I co-drove. Uh, we've got Bruce here, who's our uh, endurance and, ra and road racing guru. Bruce, have you ever uh, been in any event like that or, or any kind of uh, split like that? You're the resident high I-rating driver as far as road racing goes. As far as being in the top split? Um, yeah, every week. <laughs> <laughs> every race, every time you're in. Yeah, and I, and I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, struggle is you know break into the top 20 it can be it's it, in one moment it's exciting because it's like oh i'm around all these really good guys and on the other hand it's like f so frustrating it's just like why can't i get as fast as them yeah i was finding uh rob and patrick you guys can chime in with your experience but jason and i both in each of our stints i was uh i was finding through the slower parts the the inside part of the track with all the sharp uh, turns that uh, some of these guys were so fast and able to just push it so hard. I was pulling maybe one minute, 34, 33 second laps at best on average. And uh, admittedly, I only bought the track last week. I don't have a ton of, didn't put a ton of time and practice into it as I usually would have. But these guys were so fast that they didn't seem to have the concept that I was as slow as I was. So I was getting kind of run into and having a lot of close, uh, close calls. I think Jason was having the same thing. Well, it was about two days ago that I really found where I could keep, how I could keep the momentum through those really sharp turns in the middle sector. And I found I wasn't slowing down and I was gaining a lot of time on my laps through it. But just still compared to them, 
it's it just makes makes you feel slow just because like i said whatever setup they had they were just they were concerned about making all their time up there yeah people were pushing it uh, really hard i mean obviously it's uh, for the top split in the bmw 120 it's uh, 1200 each driver that wins and then money for the the entire podium uh, it's on race spot tv which which uh, we were all kind of geeking out about and it's big money big teams professional sim racers like uh, red bull williams redline uh, we had roman grosjean we had tony Kanan in there max verstappen uh, sebastian job who won uh, with Red Bull, uh, who else did we have? Max uh, Bernacki, is that who, how you say it? So we have, we had everybody there, all the big teams, uh, and then there we were, Mad Sim Racing, with three BMWs on the track for the first time, and that kind of split, and we were just kind of starstruck there. I think, I think every single one of us were just blown away by how that kind of worked out. None of us were expecting it, that's for sure. I know I personally, you know, when I went in for my stint, because Rob ran the, the first stint and I came in for the second one and being in the, the last stint. And then, you know, when the leaders are coming up on you and especially in that in, inside sector of the tract, I just was so scared because they were just <laughs> moving so fast, but you can't get out of the way fast enough and there's nowhere to go. And, you know, they were just running into me. I was like, oh, my God, please just end this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you watch, uh, I put up a very short clip of the first lap uh, ripped from the race spot broadcast. And I noticed it when I was starting. I, uh, I started with Rob in the rear and then Doug and Felipe, uh, our top finishers for the team, they qualified and started really at the end of the pack, not even half halfway up. And they gave it their best. And uh, I just saw cars everywhere. They were four wide, five wide for a second. And you can watch the, the replay clip at, that on, on the green, every, every BMW, it's interesting because they're all BMWs, but they were all so close, but nothing was happening. Like you can, in a normal, I'm not used to that in, a, in an official open race. Even a league race, I think, would be kind of chaotic with that many cars at that track. But everybody was so professional and so on point. It's, it was just kind of weird to see. Yeah, it was weird to see that, and and however, I mean, there was a pileup in in turn one and two there, but I know how you feel because uh, at a certain point, as we realized who we were racing against, uh, the, the most nerve wracking thing was as the leaders cycled uh, a lap and started to lap us was not wrecking these giant teams and drivers, and and just getting out of their way, and that became more of the competition. Oh, I was ready every time Joe came by. If I was going to take him <laughs> out, I was going to become internet famous doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had some close calls. I know, Jason, you had uh, a close call that ultimately didn't hurt anybody. But uh, when Jason, when you took the, took over for your stint, they were just beating you up. You were trying to adjust to the, to the track and the race. And these guys just uh, were just roughing you up out there. Yeah, it was it was tough. I felt really good uh, starting the day and watching you navigate <laughs> through. You know, obviously we were, um, you know, off the pace a little bit, but but you were navigating pretty well. But as soon as I got in there, I was getting beat up. Yeah, like you said, I'm getting elbowed, and then I got it. I gave room in turn one, still got elbowed, and then going down that uh the long the next straight there. Then uh, somebody gets into me and and yeah puts me into the wall and and uh, at the moment and I still don't know if it was 
an intentional shove or not, it sure felt like it in the heat of the moment. So then that had me really riled up. And so almost backed into the whole leader field, but <laughs> glanced at my relative just in the nick of time that, nope, there's a bunch of cars there. But even the angle I was at on the track, I couldn't see anything, you know, so the only way out was to back up a little bit, which is always sketchy. And uh, the announcers let me know about it. And <laughs> I've, I've already I've played that for my uh, kids right there. And they were like, oh, that's really bad. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they, the one guy said he was, what did he say? He was he disappointed he, or something. Yeah. And he was like, I'm really sad or something. <laughs> like, wow. But yeah, I mean, there was nothing else I could do. The angle that the car's at, like it's, there's, there's nothing else to do right there. And, but we got it back going and, and then we didn't really have any other, any incidents after that, but that was, that was rough. That was not, that was not fun. Part yeah, of it. Yeah. That was like your second lap in or first or second lap and you had just yeah, gotten through lap. yeah and you'd just been tapped and hit and then half spun and just hit by people that you were trying to let by but in some of those corners inside of interlagos there's just you got to run off in the grass to let people by and it's just too awkward to to do it and you got to just yeah, wait till the next good spot the, that wasn't the spot where i thought people would catch us you know i was more thinking about the end of these long straights and everything but we were fine there it was that infield section where they could just send it inside and you're you know you're just shocked that they're all of a sudden inside your car almost <laughs> yeah i know they, they wouldn't wait or my problem i was running into two was we were, i was braking pretty early because uh, i was being really cautious still and they everybody else was braking so late that i think they thought i was letting them by and i wasn't intending to i think there was a time you were spotting me and two cars sped by me going into turn one and I told you, I wasn't even trying to let them by. I, I, that kind of surprised me. Like I was ready to arc down and, and cut them off or so. Just got lucky, basically. Yeah, yeah. I rear-ended going right into turn two, was it, Patrick? I don't remember exactly, but he he was right before straight away and just was impatient. Yeah, it was turn two um, um, right there at the end of the, the that little S section right before that straight and Someone just tapped you from behind, and even though they couldn't wait two seconds. Yeah, it's uh, so it kind of that's kind of our broad experience from this was uh, we always say that we're a bottom split team with the top split mentality, and and today we were a top split team <laughs> with I don't know what kind of mentality, maybe a mid split mentality, but bad uh, news bears. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, I I think one other th way I looked at it was it's like I was. Uh, stuck. I was thrown in on the uh, entry list to the Masters Golf Tournament playing with uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, but I was me at my skill level. And I, but I still had to finish my round. I had to get. I had to be out there. Same for us. We we had to be on the track. We had to pull laps, but we were running with ten thousand I rating pro card drivers. Uh, lots of them, not just like one or two. We're used to. We've been on track with Grosjean. We've beat Roman Grosjean before, by the way, in the last BMW 120. Uh, we've we've raced against Scott McLaughlin and some some good guys, but usually it's like one or two, and it's kind of just a cool sighting. But for the first time, we're out there with a whole, basically the whole crew, like we're one of them, and it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, I think it's um it's really a testament to the to the iRacing platform, though. So it, especially my my experience, right? I saw this on 
there was a race of broadcast actually on I think ESPN two kind of in the the you know in the beginning of all the stay at home orders started and all that right there's no racing and so I saw a race and it was at Sebring and it may, it may even have been the because I think that was the start of the BMW 120 season may have been at Sebring I could be wrong yeah but I saw that and I said that's so cool I want to do that and that was literally I don't know I want to say in March of this year uh, March or April. And so shortly after got, you know, got on iRacing, I'm still using pretty, you know, pretty basic tools here. And, mm -hmm. and I was rubbing elbows with those guys. So it wasn't the result we wanted, but it's really, you know, it's really cool to be, be there and, and have that experience and gives you something to shoot for, for sure. Yeah. I remember, I remember the exact race you're talking about at Sebring. It was the, it was like the IMSA approach invitational or something like that. Uh, with uh, Nikki Katzberg and a bunch of the pro guys. And I know Jason, you're a, a sports car guy and IMSA guy. And uh, I mean, would you have thought as you were watching that and seeing that the pro drivers are all using this and then you get on it yourself and then what, six months or so later, you're out there with Tony Kanaan and, and, so, and Max Verstappen and these F1 and IndyCar and, and pro guys. No, not at all. I mean, that, was, that was awesome. I mean, I watch, you know, definitely I think all of us, you know, watch F1 and see Max. And I've seen, you know, Tony Kanaan throughout his, you know, long career, you know, I've seen him out here in California and some other tracks. And uh, yeah, that was, that was super cool. Yeah, I had, uh, what did you, what was you guys' experience around some of those guys? I had Roman Grosjean, uh, and this is really geeking out as we really break down how these guys pass us and and we see him on track, but I had Grosjean pass me once and then he got ahead of me and got in a wreck. So he actually had to come and pass me again. So I was uh, geeking out twice on that. I like Kanan by, but all those guys, it's like, you don't want to wreck them. I don't want to be the one that, that gets into them or slows them down or has them uh, flash their lights at you. It's kind of funny how that is. Do anybody, any of you guys have any interesting experiences with any of the big names? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially in my uh, when I was in my stint because it was you know the last you know thirty minutes of the race or whatever, all the leaders were coming up and you know I'm getting private messages saying, hey please please move over we're fighting for a position and it's like oh they're in fourth place I'm like oh <laughs> that's no pressure or anything you know and I'm surrounded by all these lead lap cars and they're pro drivers with you know 8,000 9,000 i rating and here i am with 800 i rating yeah i i you know i just it was i was just trying not to wreck anybody <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you were getting private messages that's awesome uh, <laughs> over. you guys but, were getting um, yeah their race control was mess or messaging you or their team observer or whatever co-driver <laughs> yeah their uh co the one guy's co-driver messaged me and besides that, a bunch of other guys were just flashing their lights like crazy. I'm just like, I can't move over. There's somebody yeah, next yeah. to me. I can't move over. That's yeah, that's how road racing. I had Roman Grosjean actually flashed his lights at me the second time because I just couldn't couldn't give him space. We were in the bad sectors and couldn't really give him much space. It's just it's a, it's a difficult track for that and, and that whole inside section of the track with all the sharp handers. But. Um, yeah, that, that was just, it was tricky in certain spots. I was noticing on the, uh, for anyone that knows Interlagos, uh, the corner or the straightaway where pit exit is, as you come out of the, is it the Senna uh, curves there, right, right after turn one, two, whatever. Uh, 
some of those guys were we were trying to let them pass right so we would we would hook left real sharply and they would miscommunicate with that and think that they would pass us left and it was like a, a almost an accidental block situation out there so a lot of close calls with that i noticed it's like crossing someone in the hallway and you do that little dance trying to get yeah yeah exactly so we, I know we had I had that myself because I was trying to just blatantly let people, the really fast guys as they came around, just let them easily go by. No, no fight at all. Just ha- all of us are happy to be here. That's the theme of this whole episode. Is I think everyone can tell we were just really excited to be there. Um, and as I'll a, give, oh, so I was going to give Patrick a, a compliment, you know, because him and I were ended up the race uh the last several laps of the race kind of just behind each other and uh patrick did a great job you know just holding your line and letting some of these guys work through it you know we could kind of give them a tiny bit of room where it was but you did an awesome job because the tendency is to like swerve out of the way for a faster driver but that just exasperates the problem so you did an awesome job and um you know i may or may not have lifted you know in the last straight you know to let you cross first <laughs> Hey, I need that extra eye rating. Thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys were close. It, it came down. There's a, actually a picture on the our team Facebook. That picture is one of the last three or four laps when uh, Doug, Jason, and Patrick were all together on the track at one time towards the end of the race. And Jason and Patrick were racing uh, for position. Uh, Patrick ultimately locked in P35, and uh, Jason got our car P36. But yeah, it came down to... Uh, basically a draft on the on the straightaway to the line at the end of it between you two i think if i remember correctly tyler you sent me a message while i was in the car yeah saying oh no pressure jason is not going to pressure you too much no pressure (laughs) yeah yeah jason told me to send that jason said tell tell patrick no pressure i'm not going to try to pass him he he did say that and that was his plan uh he's and uh i I told him yeah, I was still feeling bummed out from my spin and everything. And I'm like, you know, Patrick got ahead of me there and, and I, I I didn't want to take I didn't want to try to push you for the spot. I <laughs> totally thought the whole when I saw that, I was like, they're really smack talking me right now. I'm like, come on. We're Let's let him have the, the let him have the here. spot, make him feel good. Yeah, I know Jason. Uh, Cause no, it, I had I had no chance at it, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were dead even, dead even. Yeah, I know Jason was was tiptoeing it towards the end because he. Uh, I was watching uh, when the wreck happened, where he was uh, that we just kind of mentioned a bit ago, where he just hit the both sides of the wall. Bat the car hit him, and they went full speed on a fast sector of the track, and he came to a stop long ways on the track. Uh, and just in a really bad position, but there's you're bouncing around at full speed. You stop where you stop, and uh, and then I was watching the broadcast on my uh, phone while I was spotting him, and I know he was kind of collecting himself, and they had really roughed him up that whole lap. So we were both irritated, and I know he was seeing red, and then I'm watching and hearing the commentators kind of uh, putting some shade on him and and, on, and everything, and I'm like, oh, Jason, you're on TV, trying to give him an idea of what it, of what it was because I knew you'd watch it later. And I know it's kind of discouraging to hear some of that, but you learn from it. But uh, yeah, so it's just interesting stuff. And uh, I didn't feel it's it's different to not feel fast at all uh, out there to feel like you. I think there was one car that, that I was driving against that I felt like I could compete against it and maybe pass. 
and that's about it. Uh, the rest of it was just getting blown by like they were LMPs. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you check out all the Team I ratings uh, of that race? Were you, were you the lowest or were there people uh, we, lower than us? We might have been. I'm looking at uh, driver I ratings. The the winners, it was Red Bull Racing Esports, Graham Carroll and Sebastian Job. And their I ratings, they each had 8,000 and 9,000 for themselves, both of them pro cards and several pro card uh, teams out there. Yeah, I think if I remember the um, the average I rating or the split of the I rating was 3,300. <laughs> yeah, it was 3,363 for the strength of field out there. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, we really drug that down. <laughs> we brought the average down quite a bit. Uh, and looking at the results, I mean, for Doug and Felipe, the two, the only two that are actually aren't here right now, those guys finished P24 in this. Those guys were representing well. I mean, at P24, I would have been thrilled. We were, we were trying to get a, a top 35, and, and I'm still thrilled with that. That's just fine, just to be there and finish across the finish line. Yeah, it was a good showing for us. Definitely. You guys did good. And Bruce, as a as an endurance team uh, leader for the team, I mean, to see that, that's something. Uh, God, it could take years for a team, a sim racing team, to, to get there consistently like some of these teams, uh, particularly the ones, I mean, Red Bull, well, I mean, some of the ones with big backing, they can get the good drivers there. But for some of these like homegrown teams, which is kind of where we're coming from, it's it's like the ultimate goal. Absolutely. I I just want to know is when are those guys when are those guys racing to get those I ratings? Like I never see them on here, and uh, I race a lot, you know. Yeah, and you're you're the higher I rating. You kind of get up there. I know you're trying to work your I rating down so you can race with some of us in some of the splits, some yeah, of the individual splits. Yeah, I don't like being in a top split all the time. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sucks. To, it sucks to be too good. You know, it's not like that. I, I think I've said it before. You know, my I rating is uh, much higher than my uh, skill level for sure. <laughs> so it's just because I stick around and I finish the races, yeah. kind of thing. You know, and um, try to run clean as many laps as I can. But yeah, yeah. The next thing I know, oh look, I gained thirty, uh, thirty <laughs> I rating. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I hear. I've heard uh, like talk or rumors. Maybe I've seen it on like Reddit or, or somewhere that some of the really good iRacers have like burner accounts or something like that where they just go mess around and they only roll out their big i rating accounts for certain things but i don't really know the strategy in that just kind of things you read the whole thing with that though is like all right if you set up a second account then you gotta buy all the cars and tracks and stuff again yeah that's where that's, that's not happening for me whatsoever not that i have the talent to even strategize like that but that's just crazy yeah, yeah, you won't see me doing it. No, <laughs> with me, you, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, with when you run a lot of league races and practice for a lot of big races like this and some of the twenty-four hour races, I mean, I haven't run an official race for I rating or safety rating in a long time. It's been a couple weeks, so it's like mine is just stagnant. Obviously, I'm driving every day or every other day, but I'm not really. My stats aren't really changing that much lately. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I haven't run any official stuff for a while now. Been just doing some practice sessions with our team and and, and league stuff. And uh yeah. 
building the rig and all. So <laughs> just really having a race. Yeah, Bruce, you've got a, a big master rig build going on. We keep seeing pictures of it. We'll save that for another episode. We'll probably uh, have you on and talk, do more rig talk. Just never too much rig talk on an iRacing podcast. No, I, I enjoy enjoy looking at everybody else's pictures of their stuff too. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, as I sit with my uh, desk and uh, Logitech wheel, still, <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm getting way behind everybody. But I also one day also need to buy Nurburgring. That still hasn't happened yet. Still mm-hmm. sitting in the cart. It's still in my cart. I've added Nurburgring to my cart. Just haven't checked out for six months right now. So, but yeah, as we kind of wrap up on this, it's kind of a, a one-topic deal. Uh, what anybody have like final thoughts? Kind of going through our experience this morning. I know we've we've all had to digest it. It was early in the morning, and it was just a surprise, uh, and it was up and down roller coaster that's kind of my final comment on it is it was just a roller coaster of being nervous and excited and like uh, are we worthy do we belong well like i think somebody said in a post you know uh at least we got some tv time good bad or different <laughs> there's we yeah, there. no such thing as bad tv time <laughs> that's right so yeah, you know, that's pretty cool <laughs> I, I think it's uh you know, shows you how important it is to practice, um, you know, that to get the comfort level there, because then you're going to be uncomfortable with the actual, with the actual racing. But, you know, you can't be thinking about the, the turns as much. You've got to, you're managing the traffic, you're doing all these other things. So um, practicing and, and, you know, joining in a, joining a team like this, where you can get out there and practice with other people, you know, it'd be really hard to do it just as, two guys going to enter you know out of the blue so the fact that we we finished under our own steam in a massive field like that you know it's it's an awesome accomplishment yeah definitely you guys you know it was awesome you guys got in a top split and ran pretty well i'd I'd say considering we didn't have all that much practice and stuff right yeah just about a week's worth of practice and for me not not even having been on the track in any capacity over a week ago. I just picked that track up last week. <laughs> it seems to be a recurring uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 a financial thing. Let's let's put it let's say that. I'm I'm being <laughs> economical. But I did not put the time into it. I mean I have to say that. I was uh I think Rob was one of our faster drivers and Jason as well on the track during our testing sessions and I just couldn't, couldn't figure it out. And of all times, uh, that's the time when we end up in the top split. <laughs> so it's so it worked See, out. You always gotta be prepared. Like you are going to be in the top split. That's, that's <laughs> how I look at it. It's like, you know, you just don't know until you hit that join button, you know, where, where are you going to end up? And, uh, yeah, if you end up in the bottom split, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, who cares? You know, <laughs> let's run. But when you end up in those higher splits and you say, uh, you're, you're there with your pants down. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that that was kind of the feeling that, that at least I had for myself. It's like I'm, I was lucky. I mean, I didn't qualify. I know Patrick and Rob and I and Jason, we didn't qualify just to start in the rear. And we started at the very back just to let things happen. And there, and like I said earlier, there wasn't the trouble that you're used to seeing uh, dramatically in, in an official open race. It's like I've always heard people in open servers talk about how much better upper split. So I need to get my eye rating up and get in an upper split. And they complain about all the wrecks. And it's the first time I've in, 
all my time on iRacing that I've actually gotten to see it and I do see it now and it's, it's, uh, enticing, but it's intimidating, but it's, it's just an interesting experience that not every team exp- has to kind of, I mean, when Bradley made a point, he's not on here with us, but he was watching on race spot TV. He made a point that, uh, geez, when is, when would this happen again? All three of our team cars, six of our guys end up in a split like this racing for money against these pros on iRacing esports TV network. Uh, that's just really kind of like fast tracked our dream and we kind of got a taste of it. And I think there's like a lingering, uh, interest in it now, even though it's, it's a lot of work to get to that level. I mean, I can't even imagine how long and how much work it would take to get my I rating up to where those guys are to get to a pro card. It just seems like it's like golf. It's like trying to, to get your, get your way into the U S open. Yeah. The, the hours and hours they must spend practicing and whatnot. Um, I mean, yes, they're talented too, no doubt. So that, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's like they have the magic feel that, you can run how many you can run a thousand laps and it's like will i will i get that feel on lap 999 will something click and and because it's there it's possible for any of us i mean obviously there's fine details with the equipment that you have and maybe some limitations there but i always take comfort in hey if timmy hill can win a an oval race with the same gear that i have maybe i can become a a, a pro card road driver with my logitech wheel <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I mean the, the stuff, stuff the dreams are made of, right? I mean, <laughs> if you uh, practice enough, yeah, it, it'll come to you. You know, I um, know we kind of joke around a little bit about the number of laps I run and all, and mm-hmm. and, and that's 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 why you know Daytona is probably my most uh, serious effort, and I do put a lot of laps in there, and and, and it is probably around lap five or six hundred, like all of a sudden, like something. Whatever it is, just something clicks, you know? And wow, look at that. I gained like a full second that lap. And then it becomes difficult, you know, uh, to lose that second. In other words, you know, like, wow, how was I so slow before? Yeah. Really? You know, I could do this now all day. Now to find that extra tenth or that extra half second, you know, the next level. Yeah, it becomes, so basically it just becomes part of how you drive from that point forward. And you're putting that time in. Somebody can put that time in. It's possible. And the guys that aren't are the guys that you're going to overtake. Yeah, and, and let's face it. Some guys can, can pick those tents up much quicker. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm 50 now, so I I don't find them <laughs> as fast as I used to. So it does take me laps where somebody else might say, and you know, like uh, a couple of my teammates, like Miles and uh, Josh Scott, and hey. <laughs> Man, it'll run five laps and they like pick up second here, tenth there, half second there. And it's like, oh, yeah, it took me hours to find that, you know, but it's what it is. Yeah. We all got to do it at our own speed. Those are the aliens, I guess, like the Gregor Hutus or so. Um, who was it this morning? Was it, I don't know if it was you, Jason, or somebody said in our group this morning uh, that uh, it's wild that some of these like F1 drivers and different uh, drivers can just jump onto iRacing and jump in a BMW sports car and just be completely as fast as can be on uh, Interlagos or any, any given track. It just blows your mind that uh, it translates over like that. It's like Max Verstappen. He's, he's a do- he dominates in all of it. Uh, I had raced against uh, Verstappen before. He and Lando Norris, that was like my golden time before this. 
in a Kansas IndyCar race, fixed IndyCar oval race, and and Verstappen dominated and won the IndyCar oval race at Kansas. It's like it wasn't even a question whether he was going to win or not. You know, if a guy's fast, he's just fast. You could probably put him yeah. on a riding lawnmower. He's got to be fast, <laughs> you know? Where, where Bradley and I grew up, they did race lawnmowers. I don't know if any of you guys have dealt, have seen that before, but that is legit and also oh, terrifying. Yeah, because yeah, some guys, some of them are pretty fast. Yeah, they, they modify them, but there's no, uh, you wear a helmet, but there's nothing to protect you if it flips over. You just got to kind of roll off and hope your neck doesn't snap. <laughs> And, and yeah. you have hay bales for walls, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, as far as, uh, so that was kind of our day. That was our Sunday. Uh, it was on November 8th, uh, the finale for the BMW Sim Cup. And uh, kind of wanted to all come together and have a round table and, and debrief each other on, on the experience. It's an interesting sim racing experience. And uh, it's one that kind of keeps you going. And it's why you show up for these special events uh, put on by BMW. So for the whole... For the whole crew here, uh, we'll wrap it up and uh, continue till the next episode of Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com. 